Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight we're going to talk about obligations. Who are you obligated to? I believe that we as a people have our obligations and loyalties in the wrong places. There's not a rule that says because you're of a certain race that your obligation is only to them. Your loyalty is now questioned because you've moved, graduated, or elevated. Why am I a sellout? Because I moved into a different community. Why am I disloyal? Because we share the same, we we don't share the same issues, thoughts, or even have the same mindset, if you will. Could it be that I'm loyal to my happiness? Could it be that I'm obligated to my current or future situations? Who are you obligated to? Without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome, family. Hey, good evening. Hello. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you, Arthur? I'm well, thank you. Who are you obligated to? Um, I'm obligated to God, family, and myself. And when I say family, I'm talking about my immediate family. That means my husband and my children. Okay. I, I, I can dig that. I, I, so I'm sure your obligations are there, so your loyalties are also there. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm hearing that there's a certain rule that because you're you're black you gotta be obligated to the black community. And what respect? Well, let's say for example, uh, there's this this businessman, this this who is now part of the NFL somehow. And everyone feels though because he's not sharing, you know, the Colin Kaepernick movement, or he's not part of it. That he's he's a sellout, or he's not loyal, or I, I'm I'm confused. So I'm trying to figure out really how is he a sellout because he's not sharing someone else's movement. Um. That I don't know. See, I I don't I don't think that because I'm black I owe black people something. Um, I think when it comes down when it boils down to it, race has nothing to do with what you owe per se the universe or you know what you owe others. Um, okay. So I think that in order to share somebody's story, you have to share their struggle. Okay. And sharing their struggle means you have to have lived or experienced what they've experienced. Why would I 
promote something if I don't understand it? How can I educate someone else on something I don't fully understand? I'm doing it just to jump on the bandwagon just because I'm black. So say, for instance, the the Colin Kaepernick movement. Um, If, you know, if I hadn't shared his story or shared his struggle and what with that movement, what he's trying to do is stand up for what should be right, which is uh, equality you know, liberties for all. We're supposed to be one country under God, but we we divide ourselves and, you know, um there are people who are oppressed. Black people mm-hmm. who are oppressed. And so okay, so if we're trying to promote change or have a conversation in order to promote change, in order for me to stand up and and you know, sign on with Colin Kaepernick, I got to know what he's striving to change. I have to understand what he's striving to change because if I ever, if if I sign on to, to it and I come across someone of the opposite, of an, of an opposite race and they say, hey, you know, can you explain to me a little bit about the, the Colin Kaepernick movement. If I don't understand it, how am I going to explain it? How am I going to explain it? How am I going to provoke change when I don't know why I'm here? I'm doing it because I'm black. It's a black movement. So right. You just got to join right. in. That doesn't promote change. Absolutely. <clears throat> I, I agree. I, I think that um we're we're confused. We are just like people are trying to put him in the position like like he's a the savior, you know what I mean, or, or the next coming because he's you know he's a black guy. But in all actuality, he's loyal and obligated only to his situation, just like I am. I'm not obligated to Colin Kaepernick's movement. That's Collins Kaepernick's movement. It's not Quicks and Colin Kaepernick's movement. If that was the case, now I'm I'm obligated to this. But we have gone in a different direction now that he's you know reached a certain financial status and he's moved in other other areas. He's not sharing the same issues as the homeless guys. He's not. So you cannot be upset because he's not not down there, in my opinion. You mean be upset because he's not homeless and he's not, you know, so he's standing. So you think he's standing for a struggle that he no longer is having? I'm No, no, I'm talking about this, this Jay-Z. Why and everybody feel like he's a sellout because he's you know in with the NFL, but you don't know this man's deal. You don't know anything. Why are we so concerned with someone else's business? 
See, people don't it's understand. It's not my business. People don't understand. One, as a businessman, you're probably going to make deals and do things with people that you typically wouldn't because it's business. And depending on what your business model is and your target market and what you're trying to achieve, you have to do business in order to reach a certain business goal. So when it comes to that, like you said, you can't sit back and kind of judge a book by its cover because you don't know what kind of deal he inked with the NFL. Um, you don't know what he's doing. You don't know his business plan or his strategy. So from a business perspective, he's doing what he do as a businessman. He's 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 going out getting contracts, bringing revenue into his firm, so that he can in turn do whatever he needs to do for his business, or for his family. His or for his family, because his family will benefit from the growth of his business. On a personal standpoint, it's one thing to, you know make a business move. It's a whole other thing to make a personal move and benefit personally from the struggle of a culture or the struggle of a race and then don't reach back to help out. Like yeah, I can see if go ahead. I can see if he was selling bullets to, to to individuals who were gunning down black men. He's he was a bullet manufacturer. I can see that issue coming up. I can see if you were, you know, uh not only selling selling bullets, but now you're also buying up all the funeral homes. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Now you live in foul. You just simply making deals in in the NFL for your situation, that's that's you you have the right to take care of your situation. Your obligation to your family says that I'm gonna make this deal, and as long as I can sleep good at night, I don't care what y'all think about me. That's fair, isn't it? Back in the back. No. We're gonna introduce one one six seven seven to the line. Welcome, family. Good evening. Good evening. I read the topic and my response to it on a day-to-day basis. My thoughts are this day is blessed. This place is blessed. We are blessed. I don't have time for the haters or the ones that should be minding their own business. I'm just too busy being grateful. If I'm elevated, God elevated me, and I'm grateful for the elevation. Period. And I agree with that 100%. I agree with that. But my my issue is, and it's and it's not my issue, but you know, the the community is like, well, you moved to a different community, you moved to the suburbs, or you moved to the to the white area quote-unquote. So how is it that I'm a sellout because my situation has gotten better? Because I've worked for my situation to get better. I I don't understand. 
and, and when you relocate, you don't relocate from ghetto to ghetto. That doesn't make sense. Right. And, and maybe there is no understanding to their thinking other than it's just jealousy. Um, and maybe they need to take a step back and, and examine. You had the courage to do what they wanted to do. So it, it, it's maybe they need to reevaluate themselves and say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. That 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 mentality that you would sell out, that's that crabs in the bucket mentality. Mm. Mm. That crab mentality. I agree. Because I, I noticed all these people who were talking trash about Jay-Z, are you, you upset? And this dude, like, are you upset that you ain't got this money? Like, what is it that you really upset about? What is really the issue? Are you, is it a hater situation? Because if you was in that situation, you're going to do what you want to do. You have your situation. So that's, what are they saying? What are they saying? The reasons is what? What are the reasons that you've been hearing as far as you know, like why what he's done is an issue? Because one is uh, how they blackball Colin Kaepernick. One was how they um, was was the black players and all this kind of stuff. It was it was all really irrelevant to his business deal. This is business. So with his business well, personal is, views ain't the, got nothing to do with it. The business deal is that he the deal that he inked basically is to help come on board to help improve the NFL social justice platform. Right. right? And halftime shows. Okay. So, I guess Colin Kaepernick isn't a performer. So, right. like, how how is that a slap in Colin Kaepernick's face when he he's not a performer? If he were a performer, and he was blackballed from you know he was in the, in that part of the industry and he was blackballed from performing in an NFL, I could kind of see um, or kind of understand the the hate, so to speak. But, like, that's not even his field. So he's not even in that type of business. So so how is that a slap in Colin Kaepernick's face? Now, what what I would like to see happening, it's not me. It's Jay-Z Money. He do what he want to do. But, I mean, I would like to see somebody of his stature bring Colin Kaepernick on and do what Nike did and be bold and, you know, make him a spokesperson or, you know, employ him, so to speak, because he, and, and, and for me, it's about right being right, wrong being wrong. We get to, other folks get to stand up and fight for what they believe in, but when you got, you know, black man mixed or not, whatever, who stands up and says, or who kneels and says, you know what, Instead of standing up, I'm I'm gonna take a knee. I'm gonna still show my respect, but I'm gonna let everybody know that that I got a few problems with the way this world is being ran today. Okay, cool. He lost his job because of that. Now, normal people 
don't lose their job because of their social issues or their political perspective or political interests, but he lost his job. Nobody has employed this man yet. But Wouldn't that be the all, big issue? The, no, not to me because you chose this. You are bound by these contracts. And you decide to break the contract. They ask you as as your managers, they say, Hey, don't can you not do this? But you felt as though it was your it was your plight to do so. And you did it and you pay you pay the consequences. So I'm I, that's not even that's not even I can't even be upset. It's business. Well I'm saying if you wanna you know, go like if you want hold on, hold on, let me wait, 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 wait. If you wanna go a step further, you can say, Well, it's a conflict of interest because the NFL has a contract with what the DOD has, has bought into the NFL. So they can't have you doing this because it's a conflict of interest. You're they looking at it as though you're nailing towards disrespect to the national anthem and the flag and all this. They've taken it and twist the narrative. But in actuality, it's about this, the injustices. So if you you if you wanna employ or, or, or get on to Colin Kaepernick movement, you gotta sit down and have a conversation with Colin Kaepernick. So you'll know what you're standing for or what you what you what you want rocking with. Everybody who's on the outside who have something to say about Jay Z's deal, all these people broke. When I say broke I don't mean like I mean relatively speaking to his situation. You know what I mean? So that's that's not right. That's as as the sister just said. You know, I'm too busy minding my business to worry about Jay Z's deal. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Or Colin Kaepernick's employment. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Seven four eight seven. Your mic is live. Good evening, y'all. Uh, I'm just not listening in, so I don't know. Let me know what's up. We're talking about this whole Jay Z, Colin Kaepernick. We're talking about obligations and loyalties. The the, the community is saying that Jay Z sold out. Uh, the black community sold out Colin Kaepernick's movement. And all this type of stuff. They say he's a sellout. And I'm saying, why is he a sellout? Because he's elevated to another situation. That's his situation. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Why am I taking this personal? Hold on. Sell out how? And uh, keep in mind, I am unfortunately at work, so I'm trying to keep the background noise to a minimum. I'm going to be on mute. Well, that's fine. Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I've heard so so many that it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. My obligation is to keep my family comfortable. My loyalty is to my situation. If that means that I can't loan you ten bucks because that's going to keep my lights on, I don't care how bad you need it. I got to keep my lights on for my family. 
I'm loyal to my situation. I'm obligated to keep my family comfortable. Yeah, that's 100. When it comes down to it, that's kind of like a, 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 a necessary obligation. When it comes down to taking care of your family, taking care of what you guys take care of, your personal needs, first and foremost, you got to handle that. You know, now in terms of Kaepernick and calling him a sellout, I really don't understand exactly how he sold out. I mean, it no, no, Jay Z. They say Jay Z a sellout. Jay Z a sellout. Okay, first of all, most people don't realize Jay Z is a blatant sellout because it actually sells. Okay, his sellout image sells into a wider audience, but Jay Z is the same one that has behind the scenes spent countless millions trying to bail out uh, political activists in modern times who have actually stood up and spoke about key issues. The people that get arrested at the protest, the people that get, you know what I'm saying, get harassed by the police, that get the unnecessarily high sales level volume that's literally, you know what I'm saying, that constitutes a uh, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. This is the same man quietly going out of his way to pay for those people to be put back on the street and to continue speaking out against, you know, their issues. For these issues. Now, y'all call him a sellout because he still has still the fact that he has a capitalist image he needs to sell to make his money. That's bull. The man's going to make money regardless of the hunt, but that's what he do. But the man has actually performed. He has got smart and realized. He's got the means. He ain't got to spend it all, but he's got the means to help people who are trying to help the community. Just because you don't see me doing something good for the community don't mean I ain't doing nothing good for the community. Just because you see me, I mean, this almost goes back to the topic we had once before with the one gentleman about, uh, you know, how parents are going to see I could be on the street and you could say, oh, he ain't nothing but, you know what I'm saying, he ain't a street bum, he running around here, you know what I'm saying, pants sag, you know what I'm saying, acting all gangster. Here it is, I'm the one sitting up there also trying to walk to these streets, finding people that need to help and organizing programs for them just because I happen to dress casually and because I don't have to worry about my appearance. Oh, you think I'm so sort of thug? Listen, when it comes down to it, you can call somebody a sellout because of the way they appear to you, but looks are always deceiving. The same thing can be said. Nope. When people call, call him a sellout, but I'm going to tell you something, it is a known fact that most people will tell you some of the worst people in the world, you know what I'm saying, people who have absolutely no desire to be of any help, to be of, 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 of you know, trying to take everything they have to you, are the same people that people pull up and down. He's the nicest guy ever. Oh, man, if I ever had a chance, I'd have a beer with him. He's a great guy. That's the same guy that's trying to rob you for any, every penny you got and whatever means he can. Looks are always deceived. Don't judge the book by its cover. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, <laughs> Jay-Z moves don't don't make or break me. I can't hate on a man because he's making moves for his business to better himself, to better his family. The contract is a contract. With the contract comes money. With money is is revenue. With revenue, there's profit. You know, that's what that's what people go into business to do, to make a profit. Um, so I don't see how he sold anybody out. He making moves. He was blessed. One six seven seven. My sister, what you got to say? I totally agree with Miss Quick. Many times, when a person doesn't understand your mo, they want to start to pick at it and, you know, 
try and make it look like you're doing something deceitful, uh, they just don't understand your method of operation. And um, just in simple terms, I believe the man understands um, synergy. Um, You send out positive, it's going to come back. You bless others, and you will be blessed. And it is so unfortunate that, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, aren't we the only country that has God bless America on our money? Yeah. Does anybody else have God bless America printed on their money? Man, and, and we're so blessed. You know, this land is blessed. When are people just going to wake up and say, you know, okay, that's just amazing what he's doing. What can I do and be amazing also? We don't all have to be on television, in the newspapers. You can just be amazing right there in your community on a small scale, but you don't know what what the what the reward will be. Just just try to bless others and 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 just keep it keep going. Don't, that's the mystery of this whole life cycle, you know, but it's no mystery if you're nasty and you're ugly to people and you don't try and help anybody, you're going to get that back in one way or another. But it's, it's just don't don't hate because, you know, someone is progressing faster or, or, or in a way that you wish that you could. Hey, try to ask them see if they give you the blueprint, blueprint and maybe you can move like they move too. Study a person. What are they doing in their lives? on a day-to-day basis, you know, stop cutting them down. You know, it's like we should be uh, 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 trying to, you know, grow always, no matter what race, creed, creed, or color. Every day that you're blessed and you realize you're awoke and you're breathing breath, you should know you're blessed and just focus on that. You know, you're going to get more of what you focus on. If you focus on negative stuff, you're going to get more of that. You focus on positive, you're going to get more of that. You know, so it's, we have that power. We're free moral agents. We have the opportunity to make this life be what we want it to be. Too many people just don't want to take responsibility for their actions in their lives or the lack thereof actions in their lives to make their lives be as progressive as they want it to be. And and, 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 and it's too many people, you're unappreciative. What what happened to an attitude of gratitude? Be grateful. Stop cutting somebody else down or trying to make you look like they're doing something wrong. Why don't you just be grateful sometimes and see don't some blessings come your way or see can't you get elevated? Thanks for letting me share. I I agree. I agree hundred percent. We gotta we gotta we gotta change our mindset, man. Just because we do it different don't mean it's wrong. Just because Amen. we don't have the same mindset don't mean that I'm disloyal. You probably still stuck on the eight on eighty five. If you still stuck your mindset still stuck on nineteen eighty five, don't be mad at me because I'm where I'm at. I'm sorry. That's I'm what's sorry. real. Sometimes people just stay stuck on stupid. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it just it baffles me, man. That that we're in, and truthfully, I'm gonna take it a step further. Once again, like I said earlier, that's not my issue. I don't care about this dude's situation. It's not helping me sleep. It's not sending me to the bathroom. I'm not profiting off of it or 
or anything. It's not mine. Maybe I don't I'm know just... where I heard this expression a long time ago, but uh, I ran across this expression. What's for me is for me. Mm. What's for me is for me. Sometimes we have to sit back and touch ourselves and, and say, hey, maybe the reason why I haven't been given that opportunity is because I may not know how to handle it. we got to check ourselves. Sleep around your own front door. That's it. That's it. That's it. Your own front door. Sweep around your own front door. In fact, change your mindset and and, and buy you a front door. (laughs) Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Do what you're supposed to do. Stay true to your obligation, your loyalty. Keep your focus on on your goal, your end game. Not mine, because this, this, this whole thing just became a distraction. You're too busy worried about somebody else. That's why we can't elevate. We, we, we fall for the distractions. Miss Quick, talk to me. Are you going to watch football this year because of this? The halftime shows because of this? <laughs> no, I don't care about that. I like mm. commercials. Um, right. If he goes, if he goes, <laughs> keep the keep them commercials tight. Then we might have something to to talk about. I, really, it's a distraction. People yeah. will get mad at me because I say I'm not watching football. I don't care about football. They say, "Well, you don't you don't watch it." No. Why would I stop making money to watch somebody else make money? Well, part my situation problem. is different. Yeah, like the sister said, part of the problem is that, and even even you said it. You know, like we we busy sweeping around everybody else's front door, but you know we not we not sweeping ours. Or shoot, some of us don't even have one. So you know, it's like, hey, get your front door, get clean up around yours before you go. You know, sticking your nose in somebody else's business. You know, make sure you good. Make sure you you doing what you need to do to to secure your the future for your family. Um, you know, it's it's just man for me when it when it comes to what people decide to do with their money and their business, I sit down and I take notes. Maybe that'll work for me. Maybe that won't. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I learn from that. Because my only goal is to try and, you know, like you say, get my front door or clean up around my front door is to try to to better the lives for myself and my family. Mm. You said a mouthful right there. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, man, I lost the word. It, it just... It just, it just, it just blow my mind. We are labeled. We have enough labels, and now our we are labeling each other sellouts and and disloyal because we have a different mindset. 
because we don't share the same issues. Just because you upset about it, don't make I mean I gotta be upset about it. For real. I'm not gonna lose stress and sleep because you losing stress and sleep. What is that gonna do for the situation at hand for the movement? What is that gonna do for it? Can I have a quick? Please do. I'm just listening and I'm like thinking about it. I was talking about people label each other sellouts and whatnot. You know, this has been a huge thing in the community for a long time. Every time somebody make it, they don't instantly take everything they got, go into the hood, show out for the hood, you know what I'm saying, represent it for all the people that came. All of a sudden, they'll sell out because they made it and they want to stay up. But the same people that went out and balled out for the hood just because, oh, because everybody that came, they end up right back down there. But some people, some people got rushes just to get out of that. So some people want to be able to give back, but you lose that feeling of wanting to give back. Whenever somebody got in there to open their mouth, they're going to call you a sellout just because you or something else new. You know how you got to deal with your situation to, to you know what I'm saying, stay successful, stay above water, stay, stay in your yacht, you know what I'm saying. They mad because they got to float on the goddamn, you know, uh, you know what I'm, uh, life preservers, but you don't finally got you a yacht and you really up there. You're trying to throw them a line and say, hey, Man, I can at least help you get on a boat so that you ain't gonna be sinking in this water. But then they wanna be mad because you won't get them. Hey, stop bullshit! Stop bullshit! Come on, work now. I'm on the phone, Jesus. All I know is be grateful for Sorry, every I'm opportunity. Every opportunity. I Somebody, I apologize for that out first. Some people just don't know how to. I don't know. Be grateful that, that somebody thought enough about you to even, not even, I might not give you a boat. Hell, I might just give you a raft or or, or, or life uh, a float to keep you from sinking. Be grateful with that. Instead of worrying about what you don't have, be grateful for what you do have. Instead of worrying about what I got, be grateful for what you have. Like the sister said earlier, you got to have an attitude of gratitude. You can't be around here sucking in sorrow because the there's a, a billion people in the world hungry? No. Now, if I run across somebody and I got two pieces of sandwich, I'll get one for me and I'll give, give you a piece. But I got to look out for me first. I got to. Because I got to make it back home. That's my obligation. You go eat both parts of the sandwich and tell my wife, oh, yeah, he died because he was hungry. No. You're not going to do that. You're not You're not concerned about my situation. You only care about you getting that situation. Hey, dog, you going to drink that soda too? Come on, man. Tighten up. Recently, I learned an acronym, JOY. And I believe the acronym in my book is Jehovah Others You. So seek you first the kingdom of God. Yeah, we're supposed to help one another. Okay, you gave him half your sandwich. You thought about somebody else. Now it's time for you to take care of you. So I agree with you. You know, you you did share. So you, you tried to help, but that person needs to try and help themselves too. That's it. All, I can't do it for you. 
all together too often, you know, we uh, too many of us don't want to be satisfied with some. We want it all. So I'm going to get you through just a dab of do you is what the old people used to tell me, and that's the truth. Just a dab of do you. you. But how you want it all if you're not putting in the work to get it all? For sure. Now, that's right. That's what's up right now. My mom. When you put in the work, you get it all. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put in the work, you get it all. You get to dictate what what happens with it all. You know, give back right. to the creature. And bless some others, but you you put it in, you know. So if ten percent to the Most High and ten percent to the community, yeah, eighty percent yours. That's that's your. If you decide to give fifty percent to the community, you you paid the cost to be the boss. So you get to dictate what happens with one hundred percent of what your game was. Man, you you shut them out for he that pays got to say it. I don't know if that's in the Bible, but it should be. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I don't own it. I mean, can't say no more than, you know, we've already said for me. It's just that simple, you know. Let's define sellout, first of all. Let's, let's Google that and see. What that means? Just because, because just because you make it out the hood, or you make it from you advance, or you prosper from one situation to another, um, you better yourself. That don't, that don't mean you're a sellout. That just means that God is blessing you. You in it. You know you have the attitude of gratitude, and when you do that, God desires to use you more. And in order for God to move to use you, He may have to elevate you. That's not selling out. Okay. So being a sellout, like the young, like the brother was saying earlier, uh, to dispose of one's goods by sale, especially to sell one's business. But like we're talking about, to betray one's cause or associates, especially for personal gain. If I'm, if this is your cause, I can't be a sellout if this is your cause. Right. That doesn't make sense. It's yours. It's yours, not ours. Yours. This 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 frustrates me. We're too busy worried about about the wrong thing. Too busy. Yeah, uh, I can do that. Sure. No, no, man. We gotta. <laughs> we got bigger things to worry about than than Jay Z and his situation. Yeah. It is. He ain't losing no sleep at night worrying about you. No, not at all. You know, why we got to lose sleep at night trying to figure out. See, that's the whole thing. You know, like the sister said, you, there's, there's this saying about keeping up with the Joneses. And I know in this 
particular conversation is is not it doesn't necessarily apply to um, our conversation. But when you really think about it, part of it does. You know, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're so busy worried about what everybody else doing with their money, with their time, that you know you ain't even doing what you need to do to keep yourself up. My obligations, again, are to my God, my family, and myself. Right. That's it. That's just, that's that's just for me. We, we got we to gotta redirect our focus, man. We're too busy worried about stuff that doesn't matter. If we're going to be true to... To to our movement, a movement, it's got to be moving the way we think, moving our mindset. That's what we should be obligated. Uh, 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 that should be the movement we're focusing on. Let's get away from that old mindset. Let's stop just talking about the memories and start talking about the plans. I'm gonna let y'all think about that. And you said bit. you said something. You said something then, because you know, let's let's talk a little bit about not changing the topic in totality, but you know, let's come off Jay Z for a second here, because you said let's stop talking about the memories and start talking about the plans. Um, that in itself says it. It kind of lets you know who you need to disconnect from and who you need to connect to. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, okay, you in the hood, you've made it, you've you moved on, um, and you go back to the hood and, and the people, you know, you see you run across old people or what have you that you used to deal with in whatever capacity, but the only conversation they can they can come up with is, is you remember when? Man, you remember you remember you know, that that right there shows you that how much growth you've had and and they haven't. So, you know, you need to start either A, trying to, you know, be like, hey, you know, what you doing? You know what? what you, you know, you, you get that business, that construction business off the ground yet? You know, how is that going? You know, turn the conversation to where you could talk about something a little more positive and then, um, you know, move forward. Or, you know, you need to go ahead and, and, and let them think whatever they want to think about you, um, unfortunately, because and when, when God is moving you, you know, you got to go when he say go. You can't be, you can't be stuck in, in the past when God is moving you forward. I am with you and I agree. And truthfully, are we really friends if you don't know me now who I am yeah. now? If all you yeah. know is 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 the guy that I used to be, are we really friends? Right. Right. You know, I saw this thing on Pinterest the other day. It says strong minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. And weak minds discuss people. 
There you go. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, get out of that crab in a bucket mentality, you know, get you an attitude of gratitude and, and prosper. Mm. And prosper. You got to have a prosperous mindset. Absolutely. So, how, what's the first step to changing that? To changing that mindset, changing that, you know, getting that, that more prosperous mentality to get that, that attitude of gratitude. Um, I have an idea. Okay, let's have it. Uh, get rid of people's sense of arrogant entitlement to things they didn't earn. Mm. One of the number one yeah. things I've noticed about a lot of people who talk bad about mm-hmm. people who are successful, they're just upset that they feel like they were owed that level of success for some arbitrary minor issue. And because they didn't achieve it, or they're going to go hit on the person that did make it, but that person meant to do hard work. But see, the problem is people who have that, you know, that arrogant entitled mindset, unfortunately, they're narcissists who are just maybe suffering from some some sense of, of lacking within themselves. And maybe they just need to learn that they have the capability to do something great, that to become something great, but first they need to get out of their own way. Mm. Okay. So the first thing we gotta do is get rid of that, the, the get, a, get get away from our sense of entitlement. That's what I heard, right? That's the first thing we gotta do is get away from that sense of entitlement. Yes, but not just our sense of entitlement, but our entitlement to the things that others have without actually bothering to, you know, make the effort to successes that they did. Just because you see somebody mm-hmm. around here nice cars, you know what I'm saying, they work hard, they go to work every day, they grind, and you just hating on them because they're like, oh, you know what I'm saying, he just did that and started, you talking bad about him, you just mad because he actually, that person worked hard, they got what they wanted, they achieved something, they're happy with it, and you thought you were entitled to, by whatever means, you thought you were entitled to this at some point in your life simply because of, I don't know, I guess some what you believe was some character factor you believe you carry like the rest of them, that should have made success automatic to you when in reality that's not the case. Success requires hard work, you know, to actually get it and to have that, you know what I'm saying, you got to go out there, you got to take those chances, you got to get your hands dirty, you got to do everything necessary to achieve that. If you ain't going out there doing that and achieving that, of course you ain't going to get it. So don't be mad when somebody else mm-hmm. is working hard, goes out there and gets it. I'm happy every time one of my friends actually does something incredible because I know sometimes I'm not always working hard enough or doing what I need to do to be on that level. But I'm not going to waste my time hating on you just because you have to be successful. It's, it's a waste. It's a waste of my energy. It's a waste of energy I can be using to make myself better. I can't be mad at you because you got something I want and thinking, oh, I deserve that because that's, that's, that's foolish entitlement. What did I do to deserve that? What did I do to earn that? You know, there are certain things, there are certain basic things that are, you consider rights in life 
that we should have. One of the biggest things that I say is you all got the right to an opportunity, but to find that opportunity, you got to go out there and get it. You know what I'm saying? If an opportunity comes up, you got to be willing to get up there take that opportunity. So long as you are willing and able and possibly capable of doing what is necessary, go ahead and do it. But don't be mad when somebody else does it and you have a lot more success in your life. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. We got to change our direction, change our focus. Ms. Quick, what was your thoughts? No, no, no. I agree. Go ahead. Because we, if we do it, if we continue to go about it that way and and worried about it and and get caught up on missed opportunities, even you just you're in the same situation, same situation. You had opportunities. You decided not to capitalize off of it. You did. Who fault is that? That's all I'm saying. It was out here. You could have got it just like I got it. They didn't just make one. It was it's one for you. But like you said earlier, the sacrifice that I made to get this. You didn't want to make those sacrifices. So don't be mad at me. Don't hate on me. I made the sacrifices. You want to sleep in to 12 when I was getting up at 6 to go get it. Don't be upset at me. Come on. Come on. Man, we got to do better. Bottom line, we got to do better. So, Miss Quick, you just changed the direction. Let's 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 keep it. Let's keep it. Uh, keep it going. Let's let's let's. Good. You want to keep going to what? No, you you just gave it to us about how we go change it up, change the mentality, change the direction of, of our mindset so we get have more of a attitude of gratitude. Yeah, you know, that's what the sister said earlier. You know, in order to... It's not only just changing your mindset. Um gotta make a plan you gotta have a desire you actually have to have drive motivation to want you know to to be able to change your mindset you gotta see beyond your current circumstance and look into you know the future you know you gotta speak life um so it it's it's a multitude of things that, not just changing your mindset. Um, you gotta sometimes you actually have to verbalize your plan, your wants in order for your mind to be able to catch up. 
See, so our, our mouth um, sometimes get bigger than our mind is. You know, sometimes mm. our mind limits. So we actually have to speak it before mm-hmm. our, our mindset can change. That's it. We got to visualize it. And then it come to pass. Visualize it. But hating on somebody else is not the direction. It's not the way to go. You still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. It got it got real quiet, like <laughs> like eerie quiet. So we got we gotta just focus on the positive. Focus on our 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 our, our door, our front porch, our broom. Y'all got another piece that'll probably help? Go ahead. Well, some people, you know what I'm saying, want to talk about somebody else selling out because they made it. One of the other opportunities people miss out on quite often is the opportunity to be a part of that person's success. Don't sit Mm. up there when a person actually wants to propose an idea and just be like, oh, nah, I ain't really that interested. That don't sound like that's going to work. And just blow them off. And then next thing you know, they decide, okay, they go out, they work hard on their own, it becomes successful, then you're mad because they made it and they gave you opportunity to be a part of the success and you just decided you don't want to be a part of it. One of the biggest examples Ooh. I have of that, one of the biggest examples I had of that, Facebook, you know what I'm saying? It was signed by Mark Zuckerberg and another one of his friends. You know what I mean? He originally had like four friends in on a project. One of them dropped out because he didn't think it would work. And now Facebook is a multi-billion dollar company, okay? And I know that guy sitting up there, you know, swimming in the head over the thought that had he stuck around, stayed a part of that project, he'd have probably been a billionaire himself. Yeah, here it is, he's not. Bill Gates had the same thing happen when he started Microsoft. Started with about uh, four or five friends, two of them dropped out, three of them stuck around, you know what I'm saying? So they started getting big. One of them got a little antsy and sold out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he didn't sell out. He bought out. He, he, he had them buy out his share of the company. And then next thing you know, they blew up. But everybody sitting up here mm. want to be mad. But it's like when somebody gives you an opportunity to be a part of something that could be big, don't be upset. You know, when somebody comes up with an opportunity, comes up, actually produces something you just had an idea for, don't be upset. One of the biggest things people don't realize is just because you have an idea doesn't mean you're the only one that has that idea at that exact moment. Somebody else has mm-hmm. that idea, too. And just because mm-hmm. you think, oh, that's fine, you doubt it, and you think, oh, it's not that big, but now you see your boy over here three months later, he, he rolling in dough from, from taking that uh, that chance, and you know what I'm saying, putting it in. It's like, man, if I'd actually even, like, got in with him or, you know what I'm saying, gave him some of my ideas and worked together with him, I could be there right now. But no, you sitting over there, you sad, or some people be angry and salty, like, oh, this person did me, try to say, oh, this person did me this, that, and the other kind of dirty, and that's why I wasn't involved. And it's like, no, more than likely, you decided to throw some salt in the game or you got full of yourself and they they cut you out or you walked out. Now they done made it if you ain't there. You got to learn mm. how to be a team. When, when, when opportunities like that come around, 
You got to learn how to be a team player. You got to learn how to actually cooperate with others. You got to learn how to actually share your vision with them, and y'all come together for the same collective vision. We talk about a lot of how, you know what I'm saying, Jay-Z was a sellout, this, that, third, and other people was a sellout, but we forget to mention that there are tons of people, even within the entertainment industry, that have woefully worked their way up from the bottom, stuck together, you know what I'm saying, never, you know, betrayed their loyalty or anything, and now all of them are making it. You know, we don't really pay attention to those mm-hmm. kind of people because when we see one singular person attaining an unbelievable amount of success, one of the first two things we think of is this person sold out and, and they don't care about the hood or, or, you know what I'm saying, this person abandoned everybody they cared for because there was more interest in the money or or this person was doing something sneaky or devious or underhanded. No, sometimes that person just stayed devoted to the mission and everybody else quit on them, and they made it. Simple as that. So Somebody you, wants you, said something, you said something about what? someone being devoted to the hood. No, not mm-hmm. the hood. I'm saying being de- being devoted to a mission. I mean, that's what happens for a lot of people. Sometimes there's an opportunity to get out of the situation they're in, but for whatever reason, some people become too stuck on the idea. I've actually, there's also, you know, entertainment that have suffered that issue. They really have promise. They really have potential. There's people in all kinds of industries, really, but some one little thing from, from the, that one little box they didn't want to get out of, they didn't want to leave it, they ended up stuck. They ended up falling back. They ended up not making it the way they should. Why everybody else left them behind? Mm. I can dig that. I can dig that. So, Miss Quick, can you give me an example, another example of of uh, someone who, I guess, backed out prematurely and regretted it later? Another example? Yeah, another situation that you that you that you know of or familiar with. You know. Let me think on that for a second. Because like the like like brother said, it's 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 several you and, and, and you kick your own self in the butt later on because you could have been your situation could have been much better. But you really wasn't true to the mission. You didn't want to sacrifice. You didn't want to wait just a little bit more for your breakthrough to come. I think there's there's a whole um, there's a whole slew of, of of situations. I can't think of any. Anything, nothing specific jumps right out at me, but um, just a whole slew of them. Um, where, where people just, they can't wait. You know, we, we live in a society where everybody ha- everybody has to have everything right now, and instead of waiting on God and waiting on your time um, to be blessed, you, you know, it's like, okay, well, I started a business, but, um, you know, it's not taking off the way I thought it should take off. You know, you've only been in business for two weeks, but, you know, you, and you haven't really got out there and passed out cards and done any type of marketing, um, but you're ready to go ahead and quit because nothing's coming to you, but you got to stand in there 
you know, and put in some work, like you said, making sacrifices, put the effort in um, in order to reap the benefit. You know, like anything worth having is worth working for and waiting for, not mm. waking up and it just falls in your lap. Working for and waiting for. That's the part that we left out right there, waiting for. Working for and waiting for. Because it's not going to come instantaneously. I know we live in this microwave community to where everything happens right now. You know, the only thing I can see that's, that's beneficial right now is what, email or Things like that versus the old-fashioned, you know, put it in the box and get it whenever it gets there. Other than that, it's it's better if you put a little time between it. Put a little time with it. It tastes better. It tastes much better. It's... It's it's just it's that's that's sad. That is very sad. Mhm. Yeah. Oh man. So. To the young people, what advice you got to the young people? Me, mine would be mind your business. Just because you read about it, it's not your concern. You know what I mean? Don't concern Mm -hmm. yourself with things that's not your concern. So what's your advice? You're right. You know, you get your priorities in line. Get your priorities in order. You know, I'd urge any and everyone to sit down and think about what's important to you. You know, who, who are you obligated to? Uh, who's obligated to you and um, you want to make sure that the people you're obligated to kind of line up and sync with the people that um, you know are obligated to you you know and vice versa so I would say sit down and really think through that because our Time is something you can't get back. That's that's the only thing you can't get back. That's the only thing you can't recoup. You know, so if I sit and I waste one hour, two, three hours thinking about Jay-Z and the business moves he made, then guess what? That's one, two, three more hours that I've lost in building my website or one, Mm. you know, hours I've lost in making my business cards, hours I've lost in writing my business plan, hours I've lost in, you know, let's talk in layman's terms or, you know, everybody's not 
striving to be business owners, but hours I've lost when I could have been grocery shopping and or, you know, giving my kids bath or sitting and watching them play. You know, if if I'm so busy being concerned about anybody about someone else's life, then who's taking care of home? Who's taking care of me? Mm. I'm I'm not gonna mm. be able to walk to the mailbox and get a check from Jay Z and, and I done spent all my all my time thinking and worrying about him and, you know, the moves he makes. I'm not getting a check from that contract. He is. Mm. That's why he made the move. That's his business. Let him worry about that. What I'm going to worry about is, you know, me and mine. Well, I actually let my husband do most of that wearing, but, hey, you know, I <laughs> for what it's worth, I, I, I hang on in there. Mm. Thank you. Hey, I got a bit of advice. Go ahead. I'm not going to, again, what, what Ms. Quick's saying, because what she's saying makes absolute sense. Don't waste your time, you know, partnering on somebody else's move just because, you know, they did it, you did it, because that's wasting time for you doing it. But I do want to say it's not always bad if you're trying to understand how to make the same move as them. Because if you want to waste your time thinking about how Jay-Z managed to secure that contract, make sure your actual focus is on understanding what were the steps he took and how can I take those steps? How can I mm-hmm. emulate his success? Because it is a waste of time to just sit up there and want to feel sorry for yourself because Jay-Z made it and you ain't handed up for the hood. When instead you could be sitting up there and wondering, how did he actually do that? How can I do that on any on, on some level? How can I find some level of measure of success? What is he doing? What's the formula he's following? If I can't make up my own, it's not always bad to follow somebody else's formula for success. Sometimes it's not a matter of following, you know, it's not being unoriginal, but sometimes it's a matter of somebody knows how to do it a certain way that always works, and you just got to find a new application for it. Maybe you might not be an entertainer, but you might be a businessman or a business mogul, and that's why it's JD is, I forget a business mogul, but maybe you are a smaller scale business mogul, but you're trying to understand the move he made because it had to be something surefire that he did to secure that. And maybe you could use that same possible, I don't know, framework for, for some venture you have going. It's all right if you're trying to understand how they made it so that you can emulate their success for your own. But don't just do it to idly waste your time. Because otherwise, you could be doing something else entirely, even if it ain't what they're doing, that's still going to make you successful. If you can come to some sort of knowledge to understand it, that's just as useful as actually doing something. Because having knowledge can make something easier. Another fun fact I want to throw out there, I heard y'all talking about how, you know, we live in this microwave society, people expect them instantly. And how I think it was Miss Quick that said, you know, you got to take your, your time and, and that time you take, you know, makes, you know, your victory more sweeter. Here's a fun fact I've learned for myself because of my own uh, interest and forays into different things. I follow a lot of entertainers, especially in the age of internet, and I've discovered something. 
average artist, you know, when they seriously devote themselves to their craft or what they're doing, the average amount of time it takes for them to go from nothing to the top, especially if they actually have talent, you know, have an actual good marketable level of talent that makes them interesting, is about five to seven years. Maybe a little longer if they got a, you know, if they a little, if they're trying to really teach themselves to become something that they're not. And maybe a little sooner if they just happen to have an unexpected level of talent that people really connect to. But on average, it takes you about five or seven years. The funny thing is, it's actually, uh, I, I wish I could pull up on my phone right now, but I'm still kind of working. It's actually proven that the average amount of time that it takes to master a skill is five years or 10,000 hours of consistent uh, practice. So if you sit up there, learn a marketable whatever, skill, talent, you know, you know, maybe create, maybe you're an artist that, that, that creates things, maybe you're, uh, maybe you're in the business, maybe you're in the finance. If you sit up there and consistently devote yourself to it for a long enough time, if you have talent, if you definitely have a talent for it, you'll see fruits of your labels sooner. Even if you don't, as long as you consistently devote yourself to it, guaranteed as long as you keep trying within five to seven years, you will see a good measure of success. And that's what some people's problem, like you were saying about microwave society. Some people ain't patient enough. There's people saying out there, I, I, I know artists I followed since 2011, 2012, you know, I, they were barely known and I just happened to happen across them. Nowadays, most of them got either major deals or they got their own independent record labels, you know what I'm saying, make it with multi-million dollar revenue every year on their own. And these are the people that people said wouldn't make it or, or, or wasn't interested enough, but those people stayed devoted. When it comes out to it, it comes out to the topic of what you've been talking about, you got to stay focused on your obligations and what you want to do because as long as you keep focusing on that and keep attempting to progress in that, you'll make progress. Even if you stop to understand what somebody else is doing, don't do it to sit up there and judge them and be upset because you don't have their level of success. Look at what they're doing and see if there's something they did that can work for you. Because if they can, by all means, use it. And don't worry about anybody saying you might, as long as you ain't totally ripped somebody else off in terms of uh, uh, process, don't worry about nobody else saying, oh, oh, oh you're off to an original. Forget originality. People didn't even care. They just like my spend on it, and that made me something. That made me, you know, a success. Who cares? There's thousands of people out here on YouTube every day playing video games, playing Minecraft, and everybody's like, oh, you're not going to get anywhere playing Minecraft. Those same people keep playing, keep playing Minecraft. Three years later, they got 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 subscribers on YouTube making a solid five, $6,000 a month off of just YouTube revenue from these videos, and all because people enjoy watching this particular person play a damn video game, and they actually stuck to it. Come on now. I get that. I think that it all, when you, it's all relative to your intent, your mission, right? If you, if you at JG, if you, you go to him, you say, don't, don't, don't give me the fish. Teach me how to fish. Teach me the game. 
Learn me something, as the old people say. Learn me. Don't do it for me. So that way, like you said, I'll devote my 10,000 hours. If I'm really passionate about this business, I'm going to devote the time. If I'm really passionate about changing my situation, I'm going to devote the time. Period. I can't do it. I can't get it instantaneously. I know this. I know this. I don't bake, but I've never seen my wife put a cake in the microwave. It may work, it may not. In my simple mind, it won't work. But the, my point is, you got to take the time. Just a quick comment on that cake thing. You can microwave a cake, but admittedly, like it, like your wife also said, it won't taste as good. It really won't. Thank you for clarifying that. Miss Quick, talk to me about taking your time, investing your time in, to bettering your situation. I think you you are your greatest investment. If if you well, you are your best investment. If you don't spend time and effort in building yourself, who else do you expect to do it? You know, mm-hmm. um, no one, nobody's gonna do that. You know, and I was very young. I um, not that I'm very old. Let me just throw that out there. But when I was younger and I graduated from college, my first job outside of college, I was a, I went to work at a bank. I was a teller. And I was a teller for about six to eight months before a position came on film where I could be promoted. You know, so I'm, I'm out of school and I have drive. I have determination. Like, yeah, I went to school for finance. I'm going to make me $80,000, you know, $90,000. That's what they told us, you know, salaries were way back when I was there. But anyhow, never forget, go to work for a bank and, and six to eight months, you know, position comes open. I go and I submit my name in a hat and I go and I interview for it and um, ended up getting the job, okay? And I worked for a guy who had been with the bank 20 plus years. He had been in banking um, for longer than that, but this particular bank, he gave him 20 years because he he was actually part of a merger. Anyhow, um, I, I ended up working it for him for probably, um, I don't know, maybe six months, Friday afternoon, you know, Friday in the location that we were, it was as busy as I'll get out in banks. I'm sure everybody knows. Anyhow, he worked all week, Friday afternoon, at 6 o'clock. When our doors closed, the higher-ups came in and let him go. After 20 Mm. years of service, on a Friday afternoon, and I didn't sit here and work my ass off all week. And today, of all days, um, in banking, where all we're doing is cash and checks, Dealing with people from of, of multiple backgrounds, language barriers, 
people with attitudes because we can't move fast enough. I probably, he probably didn't even eat that day. And they came in and let him go after 20 years. After having, you know, while we're all still there in shell shock and, and talking to him about it, packing his box and, and, you know, having a casual conversation at this point. After 20 years and multiple Fridays, the only thing he made was 60 grand. You mean to tell me I'm going to give 20 years to make $60,000 to have somebody come in here and tell me that I'm no longer needed on a Friday at 6 o'clock? Have you know I got out of banking, right, real quick in in a hurry. Because what that taught me is that you don't value me. You don't value the time, the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears I put into building this business for you. Because when you are, he was a branch manager. When you are a branch manager, you manage that branch. You manage all the tellers. You manage all the personal bankers. You manage, uh, you do loans. You have to secure loans. Um, Everything that goes on in that branch falls on your head. Of course, the, the company did its own marketing, you know, with commercial ads and different things like that. But you had to set yourself apart and, and make people want to do business with you. You had to hand out your card. You know, like, why why would I come to your bank instead of going two miles down the street? And that was closer to me. You had to set yourself apart. So he did good business being there 20 years. But what that taught me is, again, you, you don't value me. I give you 20 years of my life that I cannot get back, and I only made $60,000. And you come in here and you let me go. Now, hmm. granted, I'm sure they had their reasons why, but I, I told myself never again. You know, one, I'm not gonna work for 20 years to make sixty thousand dollars. Just that, that's what I'm not gonna do. I'm 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 gonna change careers, and I'm in five years I'm gonna be making sixty grand. Met that goal, did that, yeah, because I understood who I was, and I understood that if I didn't stop and reevaluate my situation um, and put my effort into myself, no one else was going to do that for me. I could have ended up or would have ended up doing 20, 30 years just like him, making, you know, a little bit of money. Don't get me wrong, 60000 is good money. But when you give somebody 20 years, and that's all they give you, that's all the salary you get, and and that's all the things you get. You don't even get a notice. You don't get a severance package. You just get terminated. No, people, you gotta you gotta get your mind right. You gotta you gotta invest in yourself. If you don't, nobody else will, and you can't expect nobody else to do so if you don't. You gotta go. I agree get it. with that. I agree with that. <clears throat> you got to definitely know your worth. You also got to know that if you really sincere about the situation and it's worth having, it's got to be worth you putting in the work for. Period. Now, the little young, the, the, the little brother was also just saying that the cake may not taste as good if you put it in the microwave as you do if you put it in the oven. But I don't care where you put it at, you still got to mix the ingredients. You still got to mix it and beat it and do whatever you're supposed to do to get this cake. You got to. You got to put in the work. 
I don't care how you cook it. You got to put in the work to mix it to get the ingredients. So in order for you to be successful, regardless of, of, of what it is, you go put in work to build it up to get to that point to where it's ready to take off or explode or what have you. You got to do the research. Microsoft did their research. Uh, the guys they have left, like the, the brother was saying, Facebook did theirs. Guys may have left, but it didn't happen overnight. It didn't. It wasn't an instantaneous success. It wasn't. So don't give it to me. Don't give me the. Don't give me the money. Give me the game. The game will go a lot further than that money will. But I'm sure that was a heck of a wake-up call to see, you know, your your coworker devote 20 years to just be fired just just like that. And it was probably on some old bull. You know how companies do. You know, they they they, they change, they merge, and, you know, it, I think we were talking about it a little bit the, the, other, the other week. You know, you're no longer a good fit for our company. And and they let you go. You know, that's some that's some straight up bull, you know, not even trying to not even trying to sugarcoat it. You know, when you have situations like that, um I and, and I'm I'm sure other people have experienced situations like that and sit back and watch watch it happen. Um, but for me that lit a fire under my tail. So you know what? I mean, one, I, I'm I could commend myself, sort of pat myself on the back for being you know, in in one position for six months and um, probably just out of my probationary period and already landed a promotion. Okay, kudos to me. Not going to stop there, but especially when I see, you know, like the culture, you know, that's the the culture of corporations back then and even now. Um, It's about dog-eat-dog. And, and I hate to say that, but literally that's that's what it is. You know, um, every man for themselves. There's no, you know, well, they do have good old boys club. That's another conversation for another day. But um, it's just one of those things to where if you are in a position and you witness something like that, to me, that's a fire being lit under me saying, hey, get yourself in a look. You know, this, this could be you. Don't you want more for yourself? Like, what are you going to do to to not be in this position in 20 years? What are you going to do? How are you going to set yourself up so that no one can walk in here and tell you that you got to pack your stuff because so you, you no longer got a good fit? Well, I know what I'm going to do. You know, I know, you know, for years what I've wanted to do. And um, I know what I'm going to do now. Obviously, moving into a, a career shift to where I am going to be my own boss, and you know nobody's going to be able to come into my office and tell me uh, I'm no longer a good fit. Thank you for your service. You can pack your box and leave because I'm gonna own all the boxes in there, so I'm not gonna have to pack one because they are all mine anyway. 
all the desk space, all the office space will be mine. So I'm setting myself up for that, to own my own, to run my own, to do my own. And um, for for our listeners, you know, you you may not have those same aspirations and the same those same desi- those same desires, which is fine. But I, I I would like to challenge you to what are you going to do to better yourself, other than worry about what everybody else is doing. That's a good question. That's a good question. So because you being a black woman, are you are, is your office going to only be black? Why am I going to live in my paycheck? Look. See, no, it's not going to only be black. I'm going to hire people who who know how to get out there and make some money. I'm going to hire people who know how to get out there and, and generate revenue. I'm going to hire people who desire to have their own. I'm going to hire people who are knowledgeable. Uh, yeah, who's qualified, but also knowledgeable enough to, or, excuse me, self-motivated enough to where I don't have to babysit. If I have to call you and and see where you are, see what you're doing, if if we're not talking about sales and what type of leads you're generating and, you know, listings and stuff like that, um, if, if that's not a normal conversation for us, like I shouldn't have to call you to to beat that kind of information out of you. We should already be having those conversations. Those are the kind of people I'm going to hire. Now, if it just so happens that I end up with a all-black office who just so happens to be female, then I'm cool with that. I ain't got no problems with that. But I will hire whoever can come in there and do the job. Mm. That's all right right there. That's what it's about. I got a piece of an anecdote I want to add. This is working, but I keep jumping in and out of this conversation. Um, so Ms. Quick said something. She's talking about the guy that, that, you know, after 20 years and 60K a year, you know, she, got, she gets let go. They say, you know, that's it. There's one thing I definitely tell anybody. Find something you're good at, something you enjoy, whatever it is. Even if it's just, even if you're employed in the occupation or not, find that skill. And like I was saying before, it takes you a few years, work on it, cultivate it, you know. Because anything that you can do for $15, dollars $15 an hour for somebody else, under somebody else, you know what I'm saying, you can make... 60, 70 an hour doing it for yourself. I I say this because personally, I'm a mechanic, you know. Right now, I work in food service. It just is what it is. It's just the job I do. I have my issues with working in the automotive industry. But the thing is, I love working outside of the industry. I'm a little, it's a little hard to get certain jobs done, 
But here's the biggest, and I mean the biggest upside to it. My labor rate, if I want to fix your car, it's a little skewed depending on what kind of car you want. But I can charge you 50, for, 50 an hour to work on an American car, 60 an hour to work on a Japanese car, 70 an hour to work on a European car. You know, that's what I charge for my skills, my knowledge, my expertise at this job. And the thing that's so great about that is if I go to work for anybody else, I go work in the shop, even if I had 10, 15 years of experience at most working for somebody, I might make $20 an hour, you know. And another thing, Ohashi was saying, a brother that lost his job for 20 years, there was a guy who I got my motorcycle license from. Tell me, when I went and took my exam for my motorcycle safety foundation course, I had a chat with a guy. Dude actually told me that he had worked in multiple industries for years. He'd been in the military. He worked as a cook. He'd worked as a mechanic in other people's garages. He said the best thing he finally did for himself was he started his own business. He started the motorcycle shop doing repairs selling bikes, and then he started doing, you know what I'm saying, the uh, training courses for new riders. He said the number one motivation for him to do that was that was so that no one could tell him, just like, just like Chris Quick said, nobody could tell him he was fired, so that nobody could just up and snatch his job out from under his feet. He gets up every morning. He gets to his job, 6 a.m. He sets up his riding course. And he usually has a class every day of about six to seven people. And I'm going to tell you something. That course is about $200 per person. Okay? So that's a solid, not including any revenue generated from the actual shop he was running because he had two mechanics working for him fixing bikes, one guy selling bikes. He was making an average of fifteen dollars to $1,500 to $2,000 possibly every two days. You know, and it's like he honestly became one of my biggest motivators to actually get back into wanting to start my own business. I had a huge thing for motorcycles myself. But when you got a skill, if you a cook, you know what I'm saying? You 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 work as a cook somewhere. I, I, like I said, I'm in this men's gourmet kitchen right now for a country club. If you a cook and they paying you fifteen dollars an hour, just think you'll make four times as much money. If you work directly for somebody else, because you could charge them that much, and they'd be willing to pay it. Yeah. But you got to so, take your time to still hone those skills. You still got to put your 10,000 hours in to be good, like oh, you said earlier. Oh, that's the show. You got to put in 10,000 hours. You got to put in your 10,000 hours to hone your skills. But I said that because, in fact, you got to put in 10,000 hours. I didn't say you had to put in 10,000 hours on somebody else's clock because technically if you go to school for it, those hours count towards your development of that skill. If you go to school and you have the aptitude to truly understand and work in the industry of what you, of what you so desire and, 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 you know what I'm saying, you do market your skills, at the worst, you could just smart, you just raise your prices every year that you improve, every year that you get more clientele, every year that you that you know what I'm saying you stay in the industry. 
you get you you earn more. You get to you get to set how much you charge. If you know in the beginning you kind of new, but you understand what you're doing, you a little slow at your job, and, and you trying to just get drum up some business. You can sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself too short. Don't sell yourself at the wages you'll be making working for a company. But whereas somebody might be, you know, what I'm saying, will be a preferential to hire somebody to do a job for them for like. You know what I'm saying? No more, no more than fifty, sixty dollars an hour. They might just be just as cool with you doing it for them for twenty five an hour, as long as you really have the confidence in yourself to say I can do this job for you. As long as you got the customer service skills to know how to really, you know what I'm saying, provide a good service to that person, it still makes you a buck. You sell, you do the job for twenty five dollars an hour, and you making a hundred bucks on a simple job. If you did that job working for somebody, you'd only make ten, fifteen dollars an hour at most, forty to sixty. That's all. That's all money that's going to your pocket. As long as you ain't got a huge expenditure on resources, that's even better. Like I said, I'm a mechanic. Ninety percent of the time, if I got tools, as long as I got tools, and I ain't got to buy no worry about nothing else. All my tools is set, paid for, whatever. Every dollar I'm gonna earn working working for you, fixing your car. If I charge you two fifty, I ain't got no other expenditure. That was two hundred fifty dollars in my pocket just for labor, you know. And now 250 might be what I charge you for labor. That might not be the cost of the whole job. I might even try to include some value by having some connections to a part supplier that can get you parts cheaper than even a shop would charge you. A shop might charge you $200 for your radiator. I can get you the exact same radiator for 80 Now, I'm increasing, you know, my value to my customers. They're going to go out there, hey, this dude will do it a lot cheaper than the shop will, and, hell, he'll come to you. See, when, you're gonna, when, when, you, when it comes to... Anything you do, there's always a way for that you can make it work for you without having to work for somebody else. So no matter what you do, focus on understanding what your skill is, what your talent is. I don't care if all you do is work with customer service, stocking, or doing general labor. There's plenty of people that would be happy to pay somebody $20 for some, for some, for some quick work that uh, a professional mover might charge them even more for. That's, some people will say that's undercutting, but it all depends on how you look at it. A business will obviously charge you more because the expenses they got to pay, but if I'm an independent contractor and I can serve, and I can do this service for you and make this money, go and get that money. You keep doing that, and eventually you will become a business. Eventually your income will be big enough to where you can say, you know what, I do want to start me a business. I do want to make this a larger venture. I do want to invest what I've already made back into this so I can improve it and make it larger. I go out, I could just go out and sell two bikes every year. In three years, I could, in less than three years, I could own my own shop. And I, all honesty, I could make and sell two bikes in a year, take that money and invest it into creating myself as a business, and then from there market myself as a custom motorcycle builder. Within three to five years, I could actually own, have a small shop, even if it's rented, and actually churn out an output of maybe a bike, a custom bike a month. At that point, if I'm selling it for the right price, in, in three to four or five years, I could be making 100k a year. Some people, go, some people may not have the aptitude to grasp those things, and I understand that. But when you actually have that mindset, you'll find that aptitude and you'll find that way to get out of it because there, it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you keep doing it, somebody will be interested. Not everybody will be Orange County Choppers but, or, 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 or Gas Monkey Garage, but who cares? Maybe get a next closest thing to that and people are just happy having that. So if you've got a, a skill or a talent you want to cultivate, don't waste your time trying to put in all that work for 20 years because you're just trying to work for the benefits or, 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 
or you know what I'm saying, the the the, the pension and the four hundred one nah. Those ain't guaranteed. You can get fired in an instant. You can get from honestly from the sounds of it, the gentleman that Miss Book was speaking about, he may have gotten fired right before he got his chance to retire and live and live large off of the benefits. It's it's quite possible that's even what happened to him. That happens to a lot of people in a lot of job industries. You get there, you start really making you some money, you start really making it. You know what I'm saying? You think, oh, I'm 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 in there, I'm working hard, I'm I'm providing value to this company, and right before this company says, right before you hit that point to where you can just take it easy off of everything you've done, the company say, oh, we don't need you no more. Boom, you no longer entitled to those benefits. Just that quick. It's better to not want to don't search for something just because it has a safety net. Create your own safety net. Make sure you straight no matter what. I agree. You, I, I do believe that you are. This back to you got to be loyal to you. Most of the time, people are loyal to systems and and companies and organizations when and forget about their obligation to be loyal to them. That's all I got left to say. I got to get back to work. Yeah, do that before you ask your fired because uh, you've been loyal and obligated to this phone call. So, Miss Quick. Yeah. Your 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 office, your your motivation is so that you can have your your control. You can have your job security. You don't have to worry about anybody coming in and and giving you the box and having security escort you out and all that kind of stuff. What That's part of what's, it. What's, 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 what's your advice? Um, because people like the young brother was saying, people go about things without really knowing what it all entails. Like the sacrifice, because we've been talking about, we've, we've used that word a lot tonight. The sacrifice that you would have to make to own your own business. Because that's what it sounds like, you know, you're owning your own business. What about the sacrifice? You, I mean, the sacrifice that that you have to make is is, is a great sacrifice. Now, as you, your obligation, your mindset will change because now, your focus has to be your business. Your focus can't be someone else's movement, i.e., Colin Kaepernick's. What's your thoughts? Although you may feel personally you may agree with what he's doing, your business model doesn't support that. How are you going to keep the two separate? Because you still have an obligation and loyalty to you. Well, there is two, I think there's two parts to that. You know, um, Mm -hmm. one, my business model 
you know, the business that I'll be in, which is real estate, it doesn't support, like, I don't plan and I'm not going to limit the folks, the people that, or the clients that I obtain. I'm not going to limit them to just black people. I'm not going to limit myself to those who only support black movements. Um, for me, you know, uh, that's that's not who I am. One, two, um, my business model is to reach any and everybody, and and to to provide a level of service in which they would want to refer me and refer my name to their closest family and friends. Um, because they know that I'm I'm a woman of integrity, and I do good business and provide good service. Um, you know that's what I want my name to be associated with. Um, business wise, personal wise, you know I I don't I don't get into conversations um, like that with customers. Or clients, I was always told, and I was always taught to separate the two. Um, because if I'm gonna do business with you, that has nothing to do with what your political beliefs are. As long as you and I respect each other, business-wise, you you respect the mm-hmm. customer. You know, you respect the client to provide a relationship. Um, you keep them separate by not engaging in conversations like that with your prospects. What I what I believe and what I'm teaching my children and what I practice um, as far as faith and, you know, what movements I personally support has absolutely nothing to do with my business. So one, I keep it sep- I'll keep it separate because I, I don't have personal social media profiles where I post my business for everybody to see, post my thoughts, or post my, um, what do you call it, political opinions for everybody to see and, and and comment on and have it connected to my business. The only social media presence that, that will exist for me will be my business. Because that's all I need. So that's that's the only thing that I need social media for is to grow my business. I don't I don't need the world to know what I think about Jay Z or Colin Kaepernick. That ain't got nothing to do with me or my business. So you, you and don't know, I plan and to, don't interloop yourself into that. No. You know it's. When you when you work in an environment and you deal with all kinds of different people, the the the, the best way to cut your check is to put your opinion where facts should be, or to throw your is to to you know throw your opinion in and where a hello should be, or to state your opinion where you know a handshake should be. Mm. Mm. 
you know, it's the, the, you know, the, even with, you can adjust the, the realtor we had, we, we, we've dealt with her on, on every move we made. Um, and the reason is, is because she and I have never had a conversation about our family. She and I have never had a conversation about political interests or, you know, it, she and I have never made a friendship. We respect the responsibility that we have to each other. And that's, that's why we did business with her. That's why we refer business to her. Because when it comes to personal matters, not, that's not what she's here for. You know? Well, in business, um, personal matters don't matter. Exactly. Exactly. You know, now, don't get me wrong. You know, people, when you do business with someone to make small talk or icebreakers, you want to find a like interest. You know, if they got kids, you got kids. Oh, okay, how old are they? You got boys or girls? Okay. That is uh, an icebreaker. Okay, means you you have the opportunity for the other person to get comfortable with you a little bit, but then you go straight into business. You know, when your clients walk into the shop, they speak. They probably ask you about your family. You ask them about their family, and then you go right into okay. So so what are we doing today? You know, how can I service you? You know, and you do what you do. They pay you because they're receiving a paid service. They're not coming in there you know, to hear your opinion on certain issues. I mean, some of them may because you, you've established some friendships, you know, with um, some of your clients. But even still, they they respect you as a businessman. That's what it's about. That's how you keep it separate. Well, yeah, that's, I, I agree. You you draw the line, you, you, you're cordial, you're concerned, you develop relationships. But in business, there's no room for your personal. I can't stress that enough. You got to be you, your situation is your situation. Your obligation. That's what you're loyal to. That's what you're loyal to. So all these things that people want to talk about being loyal to somebody else's movement or somebody else's mission, I'm sorry. Miss me with that. I didn't sign up for that. Mm-hmm. Period. My loyalty is to the quicks. That's what I'm obligated to. That's who God ordained me to make sure comfortable. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. So all this, all this other stuff, it just, it really just doesn't make sense. We got to focus more on minding our business. Staring out of other people's business. You're a man. What type of man am I 
to go and try to mind that man's business. That's an insult. That's that's that's, a, that's offensive. Mhm. So that's 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 it for the day. I'm <laughs> that's it for the day. I'm I ain't got nothing else to say on that. Don't offend me by mm-hmm. trying to mind my business. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got anything else? Because I'm. I feel like I just <laughs> so, solved right. solved some problems. You did. Well. He did. No, I don't have anything else. I mean, you know, again, it's one thing to be aware of worldly events or current events, things that's going on around you. Um, It's one thing to be aware and take notes of what business moves people are making so that you yourself can advance your life will prosper in, in, you know, some way. Um, it's a whole other thing to consume yourself with and, and waste time concerning yourself with what others are doing if you are not applying any of those moves to better yourself. Time is something you can't get back. Can't you can't go back and pick it up, you know? I mean, you, you drop your phone, you can go back and pick it up. You drop your pen, you can go back and pick it up. You can't go back and get your time. You know, what could you have been doing better with your time while you were sitting concerned with what somebody else is doing? And as far as the sellout situation, yeah, we got to get, like the sister said earlier, get out of that crab bucket mentality about being a sellout. You know, just because I decided to to finish high school and, and go to college and pursue a career of some sort, don't make me a sellout. That makes me wanting better for myself. That makes me trying to create a life in which um, if I have children, I want to create a, an environment better than I had. There's nothing wrong with wanting better. There's nothing wrong with prospering. The Bible talks about that. I mean, that's that's the natural. That's life. That's natural. Growth is what natural. What are we doing if we stand stagnant? I mean, you plant a seed. I mean, you look outside at all those trees. They didn't plant those as trees. They planted them as seeds, and they grew into trees. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You didn't come out. I mean, as much as people think, I didn't come out of my mama with a beard and and you know, two hundred and thirty pounds. I, I did with a cigar. Uh, I did. Right. Right. I grew into that. That's natural. That's life. You elevate, and if we aren't elevating together, then I'm sorry. I'm going to leave you where you at, and we probably won't cross paths again because I'm not going backwards. 
I'm not. Mm-mm. Go forward. And forward always. Indeed. So, you know, people may get upset about the things that they're hearing tonight. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm apologetically unapologizing. Like, <clears throat> nah. Nah. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. Grow up. Grow up. Let go of the past. Meet me in the future. Meet me where I'm at now. Like I said, let's get away from the memories and talk about plans. I'm Period. All the memories that I remember is in the photo album. These plans I got is on this vision board. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's how we move. So if you ain't got nothing else, we can go ahead and uh <laughs> and close it out because we got work to do. We got plans to make. We do. So if everybody hearts and mind clear, we'll go ahead and press out. Miss Clear, your heart and mind clear? It is. Little bro, your heart and mind clear? It is. All right. My heart and mind clear, so let's hold the line and let's go on and press out. Father God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for just the openness and the transparency. God, we thank you for understanding and like-mindedness. God, we thank you for all that you brought us and all that we remember. God, more importantly, we thank you for where we're at and where we're going. God, we know none of this will be able to be possible and could be done without you. So we'll cut it short and say thank you. Give us the strength to allow us to work, put in our 10,000 hours to master this this mission or this, this strength that we have so that we can move forward and help somebody else. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praises. We thank you for allowing us to be worth you instilling this in us. Thank you for allowing us to be the vessel. Your son, Jesus, most holy and precious name, we love you. Amen. Amen. That will conclude from the streets to the pulpit. Until next time, love one another, take care of each other, keep God first, and mind your business. Peace.